0: This is the EMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome out to another special edition of EMP Industry Insider's Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the industry. And obviously, this special podcast is about a huge change in the industry. And we take you to the front lines to those that are driving. Well, you know... I have to say, Dan, I don't know that I'm driving this change, but it's absolutely, we don't have a guest. It's more of you and I just kind of pontificating. And I skipped all of the intros. I want to just skip it for now because I really want to get into this topic. You know, we want to talk about the big news that just happened with Renekill. And by the way, I never thought in my lifetime that I would see this happen. And it's not complete yet. But, you know, the big news that Renekill is acquiring Terminix for 6.7 billion. Um, so Dan, let's get into this by the way, Dan, say hello. I'm obviously, everyone knows that we're just going to be, you and I talking on this one. So say hello and then let's, let's get into talking yeah. through this deal. Because yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces to it.
0: Very, very exciting news. Uh, it, uh, what an amazing time to be in the industry. And, um, it was a huge day yesterday and, uh, you know, that $6.7 billion, that is a moving target because they're both public companies. So basically what they're talking about is each Terminex hold, uh, shareholder would receive 1.069 shares of Renekill. Uh, they're ADRs that, you know, trade on the New York Exchange uh, and also London, plus $11 of cash. So if you took a look at Monday's closing uh, of Terminex and Renekill stock, That would value the deal at $55 a share, which is a 47% premium to the closing price on Monday. And for those uh, who are M&A junkies, that's about a 3.6 multiple on revenue to kind of break it down. But uh, interestingly enough, if you were watching, if you were a day trader yesterday and you were watching both stocks, what you saw was that Renekil's stock was down. In fact, it was down about 14%. And Terminus was <laughs> up about 17%, right? So there is an arbitrage ap- opportunity if you think the deal's gonna close to, to make some money here. But uh basically what that does is it cheapens the deal. Now, by the time it closes, I I I think that um, you know that gap will um you know dry up and that's where your arbitrage is. But but hey, hang on, let me, Dan, let me
1: just let me just translate what you're saying here. It, it, all of our listeners, if you can imagine. Dan with crazy Kramer hair and his big red button. He's slapping the red button saying
0: bye-bye on,
1: on sell,
0: <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying, though, is that the market is pricing in some uncertainty. In other words, yep. the market isn't sure that this deal's going to close. And by the way, there's when you do a deal of this size, um, you have to go through DOJ approval or or, you know, and, and some of that includes some antitrust where uh, this is going to become such a, a large deal that I think that uh, Renekill is going to probably have to, or the new combined com- entity is going to have to divest of certain markets. Uh, so. And that makes
1: sense. I mean, if you think about it, Dan, I mean, just imagine for a moment, you're a Terminex franchisee. You have multiple locals that have sold to Renekill. And now Renekill owns it all. And now you have competing brands within your market and you're like, why am I paying this royalty fee again? Like, why am I paying this franchise fee? So I think it's going to be complex. To, <clears throat> I mean, announcing the deal, I think, is probably the easy part. The hard part is going to be now how do we integrate this? And, and we're going to get into this more later on in the podcast. But my guess is that Renekill for the first six months after that closes is going to pretty much be out of the office, meaning there ain't much going to be happening
0: on the outside. From Renickel, would you would you agree with that? I would, but you can't uh, totally lock yourself out. So, uh, what has Renickel, you know, what has their influence been in on our market? Obviously, they're an outstanding firm that does great uh, commercial work as well as residential, but they're also a, a pivotal player in the M and A market, right? And uh-huh. so, um, right now, this is going to take up a bunch of their human resources as well as financial resources so while i don't think that they're out of the m a game i think that they're going to be pretty selective uh, because their bandwidth isn't going to be that wide so they're not going to be a catalyst for driving valuations higher and we'll talk about that later um but um you know what does it mean for shareholders and customers that's that's a, a an interesting one so um, if you go to the Renakill website, they've got a, uh, a document published about what the deal is going to look like in a PowerPoint and whatnot. And they actually have a recording, but they estimate that they're going to have cost synergies of one hundred and fifty million dollars a year by year three. Yes, and, yes I saw that. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and so what are those synergies? Uh, well, what is it that we spend our money on in this industry? It's headcount. Right. So. While it'll be kind of interesting um, to see what happens, um, I, and I don't know whether people are going to get pink slips, but certainly certain people who retire may or may not get uh, uh, replaced. But in order to get this 150 million dollars of uh, operational synergy, um, you know, you're not saving paper clips in the office you're, you're, you're <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So yeah, so that's um, you know.
1: So let's let's, let's spend a little bit of time on just talking big picture about the deal. And then let's come back to this point, because the point you just made, I think, is a very important point of how are they going to achieve this cost savings and why does this make sense? You know, if you look at market share data, you know, you you think, okay, it's Termadex and Rollins. And they have been pretty well evenly split, you know, 22 percent and 22 percent. I mean, neck and neck. I mean, there's a few in that at in that space, hundreds of millions between them, you know, back and forth. But the reality of it is they're pretty evenly split. And Hill here with twelve percent. Uh and, and we're talking about US market only here. And so now with this combined in- entity, you're gonna have roughly what, thirty, four percent. And so they're gonna be a third of the a third of the industry is going to be Yeah, they're gonna be the, the big thing. gorilla. Yeah. In, in and so you know, I think
0: I think I saw uh, the combined group is going to have 4.9 million customers worldwide. Um, You know, what does that do for route density? What does that do for profitability? That kind of thing. And so I think it's um, from a overall uh, entity perspective, I think it's going to be positive. And I think that um, ultimately profits will rise. And and, uh, I think that they're going to realize the synergies here. It, you know, the other part of this, and
1: I don't want to get too far off track here, is that it kind of puts Rollins, I I mean, and by the way, these are all speculations. And just Dan and I talking through the deal here. But now Rollins is the only U.S. base that I'm aware of, really large, really large company, you know, as far as pest control is concerned. And, you know, how do they play now in this new market? Because, you know, now Rollins is not number one, not with his combined entity, you know. And and what what does that mean for them? And then what does that mean for, you know, your regular pest control owner who now has, you know, Renekill, who's this massive, massive company? You've got Rollins. And then, of course, you've got, you know, who's going to be the next player in M&A? And so there's a lot of questions, but just questions for you, Dan. I mean, thoughts I think, on that. I, mean, I think
0: uh, I think Rollins, um, you know, obviously they're not gonna be number one. So how does that, you know, does that uh, strike at their ego and do they start to go on a buying spree or do they look uh, and say, okay, we're gonna remain disciplined and you know, we are gonna grow uh, organically and through m and And at the end of the day, Rollins is a very valuable asset, right? The market values them at, at a much higher valuation than the other pest control companies. So I think that they just keep doing what they're doing Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and obviously, you know, while, while while the cats are away, the mice play, and so you'll see some of that in the in the M and A. But um, you know, the well, one I, thing I will say about a, Rollins, and I mean I mean I'm not obviously,
1: this is not a paid advertisement. I think it's going to be option two. What you just said. <clears throat> the one thing I've been very impressed with with Rollins is that they are a very disciplined company overall in M&A side, I mean, just in the operational side and even in the sales side, they're just a very disciplined company.
0: And, you know, you know what's interesting, yeah, what, what, what's interesting is that Rollins is a very disciplined company in, in all aspects of their business, and they're they're pest people through and through, right, from the, the beginning mm-hmm. to the, uh, you know, from the, the, the lowest level to the top, and Terminex is, is not, right, Terminex I think this is going to be an interesting one because I have the utmost respect for uh, Rollins. I have the utmost respect for Renekill. I think what's going to happen here is what happens to Terminex, I think it's going to give them direction and discipline um, in terms of building a high-quality brand, right? Because their, their culture <clears throat> is, is, is lacked for a while. And um, you know, for all they of had a, members, they had a CEO memory. carousel here for what the last
1: ten years it seems like you know yeah. they get a CEO they last maybe two years and then there's a different direction and they
0: come from outside the industry. So, so the leadership there has has been a revolving door. The culture mm-hmm. hasn't been all that good, and so you're bringing in this 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 group who has very strong culture and that's part of their core values. And can they turn it around? Because Terminix has this tremendous asset this this all of these customers and all they need to do is kind of you know fix this and i think that that, that, that if you know if anyone can do it i think rent can and so that'll be really really interesting um and you That's, know uh, so i then i actually we'll have a question have for you to do that <clears throat> sure so
1: is there any way you know how deals go there, is there any way that, let's just say, some huge private equity company says, actually, <clears throat> we want Terminex and we're willing to pay four and a half. Could they supplant, you know, Renekill and 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 take the Terminex deal and keep it out of Renekill? Or is this like, this deal solid, people could come with all
0: kinds of offers. It's not, I mean, this is going to go to the finish line. Well, I think you know, that there's, yeah. if you look at, there's huge breakup fees for both sides. And so I mm-hmm. don't it would have to be you know it would have to to to, to be a a real uh, a big deal and i i don't think that i i don't think that the the, the appetite is there i think that what this is going to do is pull this in what i do think is you, you bring that up it's kind of interesting is if there's a void in the market presented or in the in the M&A market presented by Renickill kind of getting focused on this for a little while you're, you've got these massive private equity firms that are all, you know, trying to get into the industry. I've, I can't tell you how many calls we're entertaining from some very large private equity firms, and they want to get in the space. And if they're willing to pay up, they may fill that void. So, um, you know, um, um, you know, keep paying attention. You know, you know, what's interesting is this 3.6 a, a few years ago. That would have been this insane multiple. Right. That's what quality companies are going for right now. In fact, we're doing deals that are higher than that. So we're, we're doing deals on companies that, 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 that uh, the, the, the acquirers think are more value, valuable than a Terminex. And from certain aspects, they are, right? But just the, 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 the customer concentration that Terminex has, it, I think it's a very valuable asset. And if, if they can uh, turn it around, give, get some uh, strategic leadership uh, for more than a two-year period, I think that uh, that's, you know, that, 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 that's going to be a very, very powerful thing. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that.
1: So big picture here then is, is that at least the way outside looking in, obviously Dan and I don't get to sit around the table. At least I don't. I'm sure Dan probably did. I didn't sit around the table on the forming of this deal. But outside looking in what it looks like, and, and I could not agree with you more, Dan, is that this is a play where Renek Hill has the culture. They have the leadership team. They have the direction. And <clears throat> Terminex has been floundering in that department for quite some time. And so the idea is to take all the value of Terminex in terms of accounts, operations, pull them in under good leadership and ultimately make a stronger rent to kill big picture in the
0: U.S. So do you agree with that? Yeah, I would. The the one thing that um, you know, and, and and I don't know the innards of of Terminex, but one of the things that in speaking to a bunch of their people over the uh, past year or so is they've made tremendous strides in IT, and that's probably um, you know one of those strengths that that Renekil can can take away from from uh, Terminex, whereas the Terminex will take you know leadership uh, and um, culture and whatnot. Um, All right. You know. <clears throat> now,
1: I had the audience imagine you as Jim Kramer, here and smacking a red button and telling people to buy. Let's let's pull the crystal ball out and let's let's talk about M&A possible ramifications, because obviously that's a space that you're in. I'm sure there's a lot of folks who may be sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell next year. And like, oh, gosh, now what? You know, so let's let's talk through the potential impact of. Hey, I was thinking about selling. Um, this deal has been announced. Does that mean that valuations are going to go down? I mean, and I loved your point that you made earlier about well, this may create opportunity for other private equity now. If if one of the players is going to kind of go inside and and not really be out in M and A, and that's not, I mean, we don't know, right? I mean, I can't imagine them integrating Terminex and everyone not being wrapped up in that project. But so your standard guy considering to sell now what let's talk through
0: that well it depends on the size and and the type of company right i think what you've seen here is it's that you've set a standard for valuation right um like i said there are definitely deals that we've done that are higher in valuation but obviously when you take a an asset that's worth billions and this is where you draw the line I don't think what you're going to be seeing valuations continue to rise, right? They may or may not fall if it's a real high quality company and it all depends. But, um, you know, um, I think that this is going to, um, you know, you're, you're going to have to have a quality company to get a high valuation. So um, where, what does it do to valuations? I think it, it at least stops them and could. Um, move them down, but over time, I think that this is really good for the industry, and and I I, I believe that that what's going to happen is you know a, a rising tide lifts all ships, and so what what you're seeing is that um, you know um, that, that that by consolidation you're going to have a whole bunch of fall off. The cool thing about pest control is that you've got um, you know it's low. Barriers to entry in terms of finances. So most people, you know, you can get a bunch of young people to start pest control businesses, and they will grow, and that'll be the next chapter. And they'll probably, you know, grow their company, make a great living, and exit for a lot of money. But mm-hmm. um, I think, as far as valuations go, I think we're kind of at a um, at a crossroads here. I, I don't I don't see them flying higher. The way maybe a couple of weeks ago we we just didn't see the end of um, you know this upward trajectory. Hmm. So
1: what you're saying is if I have a $200,000 company, I should expect a five x valuation.
0: Mike, you're not right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like the way. You, but 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 that's the interesting thing, right? So everybody's hearing these crazy valuations, but not everybody's getting them. You got to have a you know you got to have a large company that's growing that's that has a high recurring uh, revenue um, ratio that has, you know, very high EBITDA. Those were the companies that were getting those high valuations. But if you have a $500,000 company, you were never getting that kind of valuation. So I don't think that, that, that your valuation that you could have got last week is going to fall much. Right. Right. But it is that guy who's got the $20 million company that could have got four or four and a half or, you know, whatever X. That company is going to probably, um, you know, uh, uh, unless private equity steps in, that company's valuation is probably not as as good as it was last week. So let's
1: talk about, let's switch gears here and let's talk about opportunities. They're obviously going to be, and and you mentioned this earlier, and I could not agree more, which is they are going to be people who get pink slips, period. What absolutely happened. There's gonna be some fallout from integrating customer lists and, and, and you know markets and those types of things. If I'm a say, you know, five to twenty million dollar company and Terminex has a presence in my market, <clears throat> RentKill has a presence in my market, what opportunities should I be looking for in terms of people and as well as terms of customers? Thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think that you're definitely going to have some duplication of efforts, so you're going to have some pink slips, and so there's going to be some good people that become available, um, you know. But but if you, you think about okay, the overall strategy of this, if if you're sitting in the in the in in the uh, CEO, you know, if you're Andy Ransom looking down at this, and you say, well, how do we, you know, what are the strengths and weaknesses? In the U.S., Terminex has a very very recognized and strong name, right? Renekill is a collection of brands, and they don't really have that uh, brand recognition. So it could go a couple different ways, right? Maybe that you you start you pile everything into a residential service that called Terminex because that brand is so powerful, and then the commercial goes into um, Renekill. So that's just one thought. I mean, and and it could go, you know, do do they operate it as a separate brand until they can get the culture? Um, you know, aligned. I, you know, I don't know, but but it, it it's definitely going to present an opportunity for employees and also for customers because of this antitrust or, or this DOJ DOJ thing that you know they're going to have to divest of certain customers, probably selling them to 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 some folks. And you know what happens when when you go through a process like that? There's definitely customer uh, churn. And that churn could accrue to, you know, smaller and independent companies.
1: You know, the other part of this is is that Copasan, right, and kill being huge and commercial, and now they have Copasan. And what does that mean for commercial account antitrust? I mean, there's, you know, I mean, so
0: that's where the divestiture has to happen. Yeah. You got Steritec, Copasan, all that. Uh, you know, yeah. all wrapped up in one. I, th- I think that that's where DOJ takes a look at it and says, look, you know, you, you're controlling the market in X Y Z city, right? So we need to to uh, work on that. Um, you know, um, and 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 so where does that leave Rollins, right? You you may say see Rollins right. pick up some of this stuff, endor mm-hmm. anti semics, endor certus, you know. Um it, right. it, it, It'll be interesting. Hmm. righty.
1: Other things I can think about. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, this deal. I, I mean, I was completely shocked by it. I had no clue that this was coming. I had, like I said, I never dreamed in a million years that um, that that Terminex would sell <laughs> in in my lifetime. I, you know, my thought is is that you know, I think like most things, it's change, and change always has with it opportunity, and For me, obviously I have a I have an operating company as well. I think for us, you know, for right now it's kind of wait and see if the deal actually closes. I think it ultimately will close. I don't think that I think they'll have some challenges and like most deals (laughs) problems. But I think within probably, you know, by the end of next year the deal will be closed. I think the following year we're probably gonna have a lot of opportunity as far as, you know, them trying to integrate it. And then after that we'll see. Right. I mean, are they going to be able to turn, you know, Terminex says, you know, we talked about this before, you know, they've gone to the carousel of leadership teams. Can they really pull that culture and get people to buy into, you know, what they're doing, how they do business? Uh, can they really pull that off? And can the leadership team there? Because I can tell you, <clears throat> you know, I think it's a lot easier to build a culture, a lot easier to build a company than it is to transform one. And. and and I I've, I've done both personally and and I can tell you starting it's it's like building a house right it's doing a renovation versus start and, you, and I don't know if you agree with me or not Dan but I mean I think this is going to be a massive challenge
0: to to get Terminex to operate like Renekil um but yeah I mean I, I think I think your the, the renovation versus building that's a great example or a great uh, parallel but uh yes you know for a small if i want to build a million dollar company it's probably easier to 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 build it but when you have billions you just can't grow by billions in that quick of a time so um, the renovation i think is 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 what needs to happen and as far as the deal you know uh, coming together and not seeing it coming what's interesting is um, there's a lot of chatter that goes on uh between the companies, their uh, who, who they're acquiring, and the brokers, right? We all we all know what's going on and whatnot. The, the The difference in this deal is it was put together by investment bankers. I don't even think a lot of the uh, Renickill and Terminex people knew about it. So, you know, like we, the joke around our office yesterday was that we should have brokered it because we could have got them a better valuation. But, <laughs> but, the, but it, but, but in reality, you had. Uh, Barclays and Goldman Sachs representing Rentakill you had Lazard uh, representing Terminex and these guys are not industry people and also um, the the, the it, you know it was held in strict confidence so there wasn't a whole lot of chatter about this going on I mean for years and years everybody's been saying yeah Terminex would be a great target and you know I've heard rumors about Antisemix buying Terminex or Terminex buying Antasemex and you know uh, some sort of combination, but um, you're right. I I didn't see this coming. I I knew that there was uh, starting Monday. Um, I was getting some some rumblings about uh, or, or or trying to get in touch with people that I couldn't get in touch with, and so I knew something was going on. But uh, it's it, um, they were pretty tight lipped about it. And if you look at uh, Tim Mulroney, our buddy who we do the pest index with at uh, William Blair. If you see in his note, it kind of blindsided him as well. And uh, you know, Tim is a guy who's in the know. We've we've had him on the podcast. He's, he's a terrific guy. But uh, it's it's really an interesting um, interesting time to be in pest control. Couldn't and 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 I think that this is bullish for the future. I, I think that there, we couldn't be in a better industry at a better time. I really do. I, I think this is uh, a very positive thing um, for those of us who are 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 you know industry people. Now,
1: last thing, and I think we can we can finish out because there's there's obviously a lot more to this deal that we're not covering. And and I think, you know, we obviously will be talking about this in the next year, probably the next two years, because this is such a a, just a huge event in our industry. Talk about and and let's think about here for a second. Renekill, is there a, a time in five years where they're like, okay? and then rent-a-kill gets bought. I mean, like, is that is there anyone? I mean, outside of private equity, is there anyone that has a stick big enough to do something like that? I mean, what do you think about that? I I, I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, you know, every business that gets created ultimately needs to have some sort of exit strategy. In this case, is there an exit plan for Rinnakil?
0: Yeah, an, an exit plan? strategy. I think for 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 owner operated. Yeah, for sure. Businesses. Yep. Uh, this is a public company that's it's it's diversified. It's in hygiene. It's in it's got other businesses. Uh, could somebody else buy them? Could an EcoLab buy them or some somebody like that? Absolutely. Would would they go private to, uh, you know, basically public companies have to show shareholder value. And as long as they're providing return on investment and they're doing a good job, there's no reason to, to take them private or to. Um, You know, to to merge them in. Um, You know, when I got out of college, it was kind of interesting. You had a lot of M&A activity that that they called it horizontal. Right. So that they had totally unrelated businesses. Right. They were just building a portfolio of businesses. And that's what private equity does now. Right. And then Mm -hmm. the strategy was vertical integration. In other words, well, if I'm going to buy a pest control company, maybe I should buy a chemical distributor. If I'm going to buy a chemical distributor, maybe I should buy a, you know, somebody who makes equipment for the industry, you know, so you would vertically integrate, right? So it, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I I think that the hygiene and the pest control go well together because you can cross sell, especially in the commercial markets, right? Would they ever um, be acquired? Mm, as long as they're providing shareholder value and, um, you know, uh, um, ROIs, uh, ROIs are good, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but it's a very interesting question. Could it happen? Yeah, absolutely, it could. Will it? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I see it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, my parting thoughts on this deal are pretty simple. Number one, it's it's it was a shock for me. Number two, it just the size of this deal is almost overwhelming. When when you look at, um, you know, 34% of of market share now is with one company clearly there is no one else i mean again they're the big they're the big gorilla of the industry they will be once this deal is done i mean you, you know they will not you have to take all other top 100 companies and rollins just to kind of get to i mean it's slightly bigger than that one entity but so that that's the second thing is it's going to be a huge they're going to be the big gorilla in the market i think the third thing is there's going to be a lot of opportunity especially for the smaller operator and and so I would be on the lookout for people and I would be on the lookout for accounts and and, and certainly not to bash either one I mean I have a lot of respect for both companies um, but I think you know f- what does that mean for me well that means opportunity and then I think the final thing is is that it's going to be really interesting to watch this is a freaking complex deal very complex of you know how they're going to pull these two together it'd be really interesting to see how the Renickill leadership team pulls in Terminex, you know, do they take the Terminex brand, you know, which you know can they really turn the ship with their leadership?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I, I certainly am glad I don't sit on and their we, leadership team. We, we, <laughs> we, you know, in in my little world, we've done lots of deals with Renickill, and one thing that they're very very good at is integrating. And um, you know, when we go through due diligence with uh, companies. Yeah, we go through financial and legal, but they spend a lot of time on culture. They really do. And mm-hmm. if they can continue that and keep that going, I think that if if anybody can pull this off, I think that they can. But I think that you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of casualties, and the casualties are going to benefit other companies in terms of available people and in terms of accounts. And so I think that uh, it, it, it's, it, it 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 bodes well for everybody. So uh, but but very interesting times. Our industry has truly grown up in my career. I mean, you know, I, I, I never saw, you know, when I got into it, there was no Wall Street interest in our industry. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it it just it's it, it, it's such a um, it's such a cool time to be a part of it. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. No doubt. No doubt at all. Any other parting thoughts before we before we finish out this episode, Dan? Uh, no, I just, um, you know, we're looking forward to uh, vacation. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. And uh, so uh, <laughs> you know, we'll be away for a little bit and then we'll come back in the new year with the podcast. And uh, I think we have a couple of episodes that uh, we're going to run next week and whatnot, week after. Yeah. But, uh, very exciting times. And, uh, you know, uh, just thank every all the listeners for for. You know, making us so popular where, you know, the analytics on this podcast are just off the charts and just want to wish everybody happy holidays and, uh, and you too. You know what? I, you know, Merry Christmas to you as well, Mr. Dan, and Merry
1: Christmas to all of our listeners. And, and maybe, maybe a goal for next year is grow a big stash and we can walk around like Ron Burgundy, you know, and kind of talk about how big a deal we are. Does that, does
0: that yeah, sound? Yeah, but we, like could the, that. we could do that. We could have yeah. little handlebars on the stash. and
1: Well, this has been a fun podcast. I I had obviously we're doing this off cycle. We had not planned on doing this, but this was such huge news and the ramifications of it. You know, we we I don't even think we know them all quite yet, and so we wanted to get something out to our listeners, kind of talk through the deal, talk through what it could potentially mean. Hope you found it useful. As always, a lot of these resources are going to be up on pmpindustryinsider.com on our show notes page. If you enjoyed this episode. Dan and I are highly paid for this podcast, in case you're wondering, meaning that we don't get paid for it. But our tip jar is through likes and through reviews. So if you can, please take a moment and review and rate our podcast. We want to help folks in the industry, and that's one of the ways that we do it. And with that, we're signing off. Merry Christmas, and we will see you all next year. Take care now.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: See ya.